This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. So much more you can be out there doing. Your holiday shopping, wrapping that up. I'm sure you're done. I hope you had a great, great Christmas. And having a great Christmas weekend. We're going into the new year next week. I want to wish you an early, happy new year. I have a guest today who is a friend of mine, go way back. Her name is Monica Williams. And we caught up a couple of weeks ago, and she's starting a new organization, a new ministry called Change Today. And before we get into this interview with Monica, if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate to Father Matters icon. If you're looking for work right now, I want you to tune into this show. Let friends know about this show. If you're going through relationship issues, I already told her she's going to have to come back next week because she's got so much going on. But no more talk from me. I want to welcome Monica Williams, my friend, founder of the organization Ministry Change Today. Monica, welcome to the Father Matters Show. Thanks, Vance. It's good to be here. Now, Monica, you didn't shot me an email a couple of weeks ago when you were sending me all your notes. I was like, you need to get in here on this show because we got to let the world know about this. Tell us a little bit about Change Today and why. Why? It started years ago and before I went through divorce um, and helped my ex-husband start a, a, a thriving fitness business. And um, But there were so many people who were coming to me about wanting to really pursue their passion. And so I kind of sat on it for years, but they just kept coming back. And so I really think about what is it that you can do today to make change in your career and personal life? So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it began. And here I am sitting with you now. And I'm looking at some of the stuff that you have. You have workforce development and human resource strategies. You have uh, career coaching, resume writing. Right now, during the holiday seasons, people are looking for work. People are trying to change work. What, what are some good tips? What are some things that they should be looking out for? One of the things is just to remember that during the holiday is a great time to be looking because yeah. we think people are on vacation, but they want to hire before that new year comes in with the budget and just to have it ready as the new year comes back. But also don't give up. Um, I've been through some seasons where, you know, God has made some shifts and pulled me out of um, employment situations and always remember that you're valuable, important, precious, special and significant beyond that position. And so many people need resumes. They don't know how and reach out. There are a lot of free places. Um, I'm available, but I know a lot of other resources in Phoenix and across the nation who are waiting for you. Right. It's just the courage to say I need the help. And why is it important for people to polish up? their resumes. Uh, I call it, when I do workshops, the Willy Wonka golden ticket, if right, you will. Right. Uh, and, and I want to see some things change in workforce across the nation. I think we're starting, yeah. but um, so many people forget that is that resume that gets you in the door. Now, I believe HR consultants and, and staffing industry professionals need to look beyond the resume, but I also know you have to have the resume in a lot of cases, unless some rich benefactor is waiting for you at their door and is just going to give you a job, you got to have a resume. That's right. I like this one part that you, and look, 
I know you was like, wait, Vance, wait until I get the website going. I know you're in the process of building that, but people needed that information right now. So uh, when the website gets built in a couple of a few more, about, about, about a month or so ago, or a month or so from now, you was telling me, they need to keep in, in mind. I love this one point you have. Keeping the human and human resources when hiring. What, what do you mean by that? I feel like because of the processes, uh, the processes have changed so much and we're hiring a thousand people instead of a hundred people are looking at a thousand uh, employers and HR representatives are just like, hurry, get it through and looking at the minimum and preferred. And we have these systems that are, you know, looking at the resumes, but there's a whole person behind that resume that is so much more than that piece of paper. And I know for me in my career often, I've been in situations where I bring so much more to the table and they just put you in a box. And I think you're missing a great gift if you don't unwrap more than the resume of an individual. So my hope, and I just posted on LinkedIn uh, recently, Mm -hmm. is that employers and and hiring professionals will also think about where they've been when they wanted to be hired, that you were hoping they looked beyond the resume. That's right. What about your net is wider than you think? Oh, when I think back to Vance, when you and I met back in 2003, 2005, back at Fresh Start, and it is amazing when I begin to look at the people that I've networked with or and who have resources that I can utilize, but also me, them, and vice versa, people don't realize you have so many more people in your circle than you think. Mm-hmm. And we have to utilize that net. And so I begin to think, oh, people keep telling me, you know what, you should write a book or They'll call and say, hey, I need this resource for that. And I might say, okay, try these two other people. And so I just realized how important it is to value your net. Some people you have to cut out of your net, but, but your net is critical. I love this one part here you have about career coaching. I want you to un- take your time and unpack this because when we have guys coming to our job and training institutes and our workshops, they're having issues with their jobs. And you find out they got these bad habits. They bring in that same person to interview after interview or job after job. And then when they got around someone that could just look at their resume, listen to them talk, and, you know, that career coaching was tweaking. How important is it for someone, especially if they've been struggling trying to find a job, to get connected with a career coach, which you are? Tell us about that. Oh, it's critical, but uh, we'll talk about this more later. But it's, again, going back to saying I do to you. You know, identifying, dealing with, and overcoming whatever is keeping you from presenting yourself in the best manner. Or, again, being willing to say, you know what? I don't know what to do. I have the skill. I don't know how to hone it. But I also think you've got to let someone else help you build it. If you don't know how to do something, you don't know how. But career coaching is critical to helping people make the shift. Um, And I think for me as a career coach, from what at least I've been told, it's more than the resume. It's I get to know the person. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I don't even want to look at the resume. I need to know that person before I can even coach them to where they need and want to go. Well, what I love here, too, and we're going to get into this. I don't want to ask you just yet because I know the commercial is getting ready to come on, but we want to talk about rapid response services, okay, because you are having, you know, you do resource strategies and solutions and training for corporations and individuals. So I I definitely want to ask you a little bit about that before we do the uh, rapid response. Um, But hold on to that for a minute. And right now you're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Monica Williams. She is the founder of Change Today. It's a workforce development for strategies and solutions. And she's got so much more. And I want to ask you a million more questions, but let me go into this commercial break. And we'll hear more from Monica after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? 
Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener-supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters mentoring programs for families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. My guest today is Monica Williams, founder of the organization Change Today. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters Show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. And it's just, Monica, we're just chewing up this clock. There's so much I want to ask you. Unpack a little bit about rapid response services. What is that? Really going in, and typically it's when companies um, have 50 more employees and they are doing a layoff. And so they need someone to come in and do that training and help those individuals find other opportunities and just prepare for, you know, a new workforce opportunity. Uh, So I provide those services to help the employer with those individuals. So... Um, would love to, you know, partner with more companies to help with that. Absolutely. Sir. And I love here you have training for corporations and individuals. Mm-hmm. What is the training for the corporations and individuals? Yeah, my, my whole vision with Change Today Vance is really helping corporations and individuals kind of achieve more success by tapping into the natural genius and, again, create that success from the inside out. Because that really, for me, uh, is inside. If you don't make changes even internally within an organization, you're going to keep doing the same things. And sometimes for corporations, again, you have employees right there who have so much they want to bring to the table. They might not be your star employee, but they have something that you need. And sometimes they go outside the company or spending thousands and thousands upon dollars when they have someone right there if they would put them in the right position or rethink, Mm. man, let's look at what we already have in-house. The same token Externally, like I said, the resume process needs to change, but there are so many individuals who are overlooked because of the resume box that I think in workforce we've put people in or looking at one skill they have instead of looking at multiple skills. And what's the resume box? Minimum and preferred qualifications. Scan it. Okay, they didn't make it. But my gosh, you have a person who might not even have a degree. When I do my work with ex-offenders and inmates, people are like, how can you do that? Sometimes they have to deal with their crime or whatever. Some of them have committed. Some have not. But they're talented. Sometimes I'd rather work with some of the inmates than some of the people I work with in corporate America or nonprofit because they're talented. It's just they need to channel it in the right right direction. Right. They're skillful. And I love that, too, because you serve veterans and Mm -hmm. previously incarcerated individuals. Mm -hmm. How are you helping the incarcerated individuals? previous incarcerated again resume but more than anything with any work that i do it's that success from the inside out i've got to stop for example one gentleman when i was at uh for real salada with perryville uh years ago mm-hmm. on the uh one of the yards there a young man kept saying in one of the units we were on he kept saying i'm a heroin addict i'm a heroin addict i said you're not you've done heroin but you bring so much more to the table and at that time we had helped construct a job fair in the prison 
we actually had a job fair. And so I was getting them ready for that. And so, again, they are still more than the crime they've done. And any person is more than just a resume. Yeah. So much more there. You just have to unpackage it and realize the gift in front of you that we often miss because we're in a box. But what about like the, the they bring up because they were a felon or, you know, they were good in this field, but now they can't get back mm-hmm. into that field because of the felon. We're very honest, very upfront, very honest. We talk about this is what you maybe cannot do. This is what you maybe can't do. But how do we take those transferable skills and look at what you can do now and connect them with agency resources Mm -hmm. and individuals like your organization? Uh, Sometimes maybe it's an AWE here in Arizona and other organizations. Those are just a few. But really, again, for me, the people that I've worked with have been successful. And I don't even mean just the resume. I mean to get back up and to make change today in their lives it's because we got deep. And that's that's important, like you said, getting deep because they can get released, but if they go back to the same neighborhood, start hanging with the same friends, mm-hmm. you can you can put all that training in them right. you want, but it can it, it can backfire. How important is it that we let them know that you can't go back to being who you used to be? Oh, I, I think twofold. One, I'll talk about, you know, previously incarcerated individuals, but I'll talk about any of us. Okay. Had a young man on taught GED for Rio Salado. And I remember um, about three weeks before something happened, he, I could tell who he was hanging out with. And some of my students, one of my students at midnight called me and he was about to commit suicide. And he's like, I just knew I could call you. So I feel like I try and be that kind of person because I know what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. But this one young man, three weeks before I told him, I looked him in the eye. I said, you already have a background issue that people are looking at. You're an African-American male. That's another barrier. It shouldn't be, but it is. But I said, if you continue to hang out with the people, I can almost guarantee you. Three weeks later, Vance, I got a call from his girlfriend. I said, you don't have to tell me. He's in jail, isn't he? And she goes, Miss Williams, yes. Can you help him? I said, I'm going to continue to help him because I believe in him, but he's got to make changes. When I see him make the change, we can really do some work. But I think any of us, again, we have to make change. And move, to move forward, you can't continue to stay in the same habits, patterns, and choices that you've, you've lived. Now, we're all human. Right. We all make mistakes and there are struggles for all of us. Mm-hmm. But that's how I talk to those individuals. But I also meet them kind of where they are, not where I expect them to be. That's right. And what I love is you also work with veterans. How are you serving the veterans? Oh, just in the same capacity, because again, often because they've been veterans, they don't know how to package yeah. their resume or their interview into the uh, the, the marketplace outside of, uh, you know, as they become a civilian. I recently got to do an amazing um, keynote, speech, keynote speech for uh, the Veterans Directory. Wow. It was amazing. And we did this uh, exercise, and it was three mirrors, because what she wanted to do is for them to, yeah, love the military and was thankful for what they got from the military. But sometimes even military or whatever in our lives, we're in a box, again, so that some of them don't know who they are beyond the military. So what is your purpose and uh. passion through the— beyond the military. And that's what I got to speak on. So we'll come back to it. But I did three mirrors. And it was amazing to see the first mirror. One woman, and this is all woman except for one husband who came. Uh One woman was like, you know, I don't want to live. I hate myself. I'm not worthy of my kids. So that was, they had stickies. So that was the first mirror. The second mirror was what are things we speak to ourselves? So the first mirror is all the things from the military. Second is kind of our own, our past, our past relationships. But the third mirror was the one I wanted them to leave with that day. When you leave here, what's your new message? What's your new mirror look like? And it was amazing to see these women veterans go, oh, my gosh, I love serving. It was an honor, and it was an honor to be serving them in my situation. 
but to see them see their value and their worth, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. That, and, and this is leading up because I'm glad, see, we, 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 we kicked off sharing about your workforce development for a reason, Monica, because, you know, we have our job and training institutes. Mm-hmm. We cannot help people get a better job unless we help them with their life. We cannot help people break out of habits unless we help them with their lives. And I always say, especially at Father Matters, we will do life with you. You know, we will take you from where you are to where you want to be. Now, I'm not going to go all the way back to when you was five years old and somebody beat you up and took the tricycle and that made you grow up to be this this jerk that you are. We're going to start right there because we got to do life with them. And I love this because you also have workshops called Heart to Heart Whispers Empowerment Workshops because there's a lot of people with degrees but are dealing and struggling with so much stuff. We have guys coming to the workshops, Monica, and they got two master's degrees. And I'm not knocking it, but, like, they're bagging groceries at the supermarket. It's because of what they're dealing with, them childhood issues, that hurt, that pain. This is what I want to really unpack and take our time and, 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 and have you come back next week. Touch on Heart to Heart Whispers Empowerment Workshops. Man, I think Heart to Heart is the heart of who I am, the heart of my life up to now, you know, some of where I've been. Um, And the heart to heart title really came from my grandmother, uh, Eva, who I miss dearly, who died many years ago. And I did her obituary. And and I remember sitting there in the bed, my stepdad, my mom, my little brother, and and seeing her transition. Um, But I thought about what she whispered. And in her obituary, I said, God quietly whispered her home. As I'm sitting there like, God, Mm. what do I say about this amazing woman who was hard as can be, but who loved and who taught me so much? The things that she taught me in my life that she didn't speak. Like, for example, now she wasn't Jesus or anything, but she could take a ham sandwich, uh, Cedar Hill, Maryland, and Raleigh Road is where Grandma lived. But she could take a ham sandwich, and you know Maryland being from. She could take goulash with one of my cousins loved her goulash, so they would always call. She could take it and stretch it. Like, how did we, I'm like, Grandma, how did you feed? Like, you know, 20 people show up, and they all ate, and they all, but she never, she just lived it. Um, the one I haven't I gotten like so good at is saving your last dollar. I'm still working on that one, but different things. Yeah. But one of the things she taught me is friendship. She had a friendship with someone who just died recently, like a 60-year friendship with this wow. woman. And my mom the same way. And just taught me the value of people and friendship and the longevity. Now, some come and go, but I think I'm that kind of person. I really do. I, I uh, will check in on people. But really, it came to, like I said, when she was dying and, and what she's left with me. Um, and my dad recently passed away in March of this year. Sudden, I've been caring for him long distance from Maryland here. And, you know, that's a, it's a, there's a lot there. But when I got that news on March 30th, and I was having to move and deal with a lot of other yeah. stresses. Shocking. But, again, my dad told me a few months prior to, Monty, they call me Monty. Mm-hmm. Monty, live the life you want to live. Live the life you're supposed to have. Now, my dad did some stuff. Now, many people know my dad, even at the funeral. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, I can't tell you everything your dad did. Right. But, Auntie loved me. He loved my daughter, Bria. And he taught me to be true to yourself. And there's been a couple times in life where I haven't. We're saying we, I do we, come we strong. Are. We yeah. all. Come on now. But that heart to heart is what was whispered to me. And now I want to whisper to Bria. And I want all people to hopefully think about what is your life going to whisper? Not even while you're, when you're gone, but where you walk, while you're walking around every day. Uh-huh. So. And we, 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 we're going to get deep with this. You have a poem 
Yeah. Will you share that poem with us? Sure. We get more There's deeper? actually two, and and uh, really, and I, I've written for years, but I'm finally allowing myself to do what God's purposed me to do everywhere. There but there go. are two, and one is called "Let Me Grieve," and I I realize we try and again just like the resume box people. And we try and tell people how they should grieve. Oh, my dad died, so I did it this way. You should. Uh, my do- my child, or I lost a job, so you should do it this way. Everybody is made for a certain purpose, and everybody's going to walk through it differently, right. even though there's similarities. Um, so the one poem is Let Me Grieve, and it came from me wanting to just shut some people out to say, leave me alone, um, but I'll read it. Um, if one day I cry, another I scream, Please just let me grieve for me. You want the grief to look like you, but that I just can't do. I will give you the space to grieve the ones you've lost in your life, but I just ask the same for my life. Maybe you didn't question, cry, or scream when the call, news, or pain shot through the phone, your body, the wall, your heart, or other places unseen. You may be stronger than me or maybe not face this grief reality Mm. that can pull, tug, and continues to gnaw. Whenever it seizes inside and outside of what you can see, I just politely ask that you let me cope and work through this drama. Some might call grief without you placing judgment on the process that works for me. So if one day I cry, another I scream, please just let me grieve the way that works for me. And the other one is that last call. And and like I said, my dad's death, just my grandmother's death impacted me and a couple other people and things. But, but when I didn't, when they called me from the hospital in Laurel, Maryland, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't get the first call from the emergency room, um, and I actually was just getting ready to fly there. I'd taken, um, was getting ready to take some FMLA from the position I was at previously okay. because I needed to get there, and he only was supposed to be in this rehab for like two weeks. So, and I also had to move. Long, crazy story. So, on March 30th, I got the call. But see, and, and, and before you go into that, that grief poem. At this time of the year, right right now in the middle of the holidays, Monica, yeah. because what I don't want to do, that's why I want you to come back next week. Somebody yeah. really, really needed that. And, and this is what I want to do before we move on. Okay. Could you read that one more time? I will. I will. And I love that you said that because, again, I want to apply it to not just the death of a loved one, a career, a relationship, a friendship. We've got men calling us right now like we do every year. Because it's custody time. It's it's I haven't seen my children. This is heavy. It ain't about it. Like you said, it's not just the death. It's not just the job. It, it the loneliness. That's why before we just move on, if you could read that one more and just take your time and read that. Mm. Let me grieve. If one day I cry. Yeah. And it's hard. Another I scream. Please just let me grieve for me. You want the grief to look like you, but that I just can't do. I will give you the space to grieve the loved ones you lost in your life, but I just ask the same from my life. Maybe you didn't question, cry, or scream when the call, news, or pain shot through the phone, your body, the wall, your heart, or other places unseen. You may be stronger than me, or maybe not face this grief reality that can pull, tug, and continues to gnaw whenever it seizes inside and outside of what you can see. I just politely ask that you let me cope and work through this drama some might call grief without you placing judgment on the process that works for me. So if one day I cry, another I scream, please 
Just let me grieve the way that works for me. And that, that means a lot. That's, that's just so powerful, Monica, because that's another thing. Because we can, when we think we're trying to help someone, we're adding more pain or, you know, you know, oh, just, you know, time heals and just the stuff. It's just, you hit it right there. This is, this is a very, very tough time. I mean, you cut on the television, you got all the happy commercials, the Christmas shows, the holidays and the sales. This, we, we had a father who called and he lost his daughter three days before Christmas in 2011. And then by 2013, him and his wife had got a divorce because it was just they, did, they didn't know. And we're smiling and we're grinning and we're happy and we're telling everybody. all this. But this is a very heavy, heavy, depressed time of the year. And that poem is just so right on time. And I, I already see people just blasting this thing out on podcasts all over the country. And, and, and this is what I want to do. I don't want to. Uh, I'm not done, but we're out of time. And the reason why I didn't want to tie that together with your dad's because I want to have more time going into the next week's show because I want to slowly unpack that. So will you come back next week so we can pick up and we're going to do this. But how can people get in touch with you, Monica? Uh, until the website is ready, it's change today. All one word, the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. Or you can call me by phone, 602-507-2600. We're going to stop right there. We're going to see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless.